0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2017. Has anybody filled up today? I'd really like to know where you filled up and what it cost you, because... It costs a lot more. The numbers here 416 360 0740. Toll free 1 866 740 4740. Gas prices are up around a buck 16 a liter at some stations, apparently. It's the most visible aspect of the new cap and trade levy that went into effect on January 1st. And Gas Buddy's senior petroleum analyst Dan McTague says prices will be going even higher. He joins me now. Welcome, Dan, thanks for joining us.
2: Oh, I'm glad to be here. I just perhaps wish it was another topic, uh, perhaps something more positive.
1: Okay, well, I first of all have a question because Here. all the copy that I went through said uh, gas prices are rising about four or four point three cents a liter. I was uh, smart enough or lucky enough to fill up on January first on Sunday, and I paid a buck three. That's um, that's a thirteen cents less than a buck sixteen.
2: Yeah, you were lucky uh, because some of those gas stations, especially ones supplied by Suncor Petro Canada, didn't get the message that the price had actually gone up. So they were uh, le- left literally holding the bag for what amounts to uh, 4.4 cents a liter with HST. And so uh, some of them are not too happy. Obviously, on the diesel side, it's up 6.1 cents a liter. And that uh, uh, for most of us uh, doesn't really mean a lot save except when you consider the transport trucks that move our economy are now being dinged at a higher level that'll eventually come back and boomerang into our collective pocketbooks over the next couple of months uh, these decisions uh, obviously mean a little bit less in our, in our wallets but uh, more importantly they collectively impact the entire plenum of the economy and so um what we'll see would happen in 2017, but uh, with oil adjustments, weaker Canadian dollar, we're looking at higher energy prices in 2017, perhaps reaching levels we haven't seen since 2014, when prices for natural gas, prices for oil, diesel, jet fuel, all those things were much higher.
1: Yeah, but but again, a uh, dollar sixteen is a lot more than four cents more of what it cost oh, last yes. week.
2: Yeah, Libby, in that case, what happens is you have what I call retail shenanigans. Retailers all pay today a dollar five a litre to buy their gasoline within a penny. Uh, they can decide to throw away the 8 or $0.10 cent retail margin that they need to operate their gas stations. Things like honouring a credit card, that costs them $0.02 cents a litre, turning on the electricity for their pumps, which as we know isn't free, paying their staff. What often happens is some of these uh, retailers are either subsidized by the major refiner that controls them or... They're using gasoline as a loss leader. In which case, they're saying, "Hey, come in, and buy this cheap gas." And by the way, why are there? Why don't you come in and grab uh, some wares or some goods inside our uh, our grocery store or our whatever convenience store? At which point, we'll get all the money that we lost selling you gasoline. We'll recoup it on you know items. Uh, think of a bottle of water. You can buy it for twenty cents at a Costco uh, in on bulk, but uh, they'll charge you a buck nine at the uh, grocery checkout or, or at the convenience checkout. That's how they make the money. That's the new model. But the reality is that. If you bought it for a dollar three point nine, clearly that was before the uh, the four point four cents a liter kicks in, and uh, they were probably not making much more than what it costs for them to dispense the gasoline into your vehicle.
1: Okay. Okay, that's a good explanation. You
2: know Libby? It's the way it works. The uh, retailing of gasoline has changed a lot. So, if there's any exceptions to a uh, dollar sixteen, it is literally retailers throwing their retail margin, their operating margins, in the garbage. And that's how you know. Uh, hopefully, they'll get you to come in and buy gasoline because everybody starts with the same number today: a dollar five point one, to be exact.
1: Okay, uh, so. You predict that these these uh, costs are going to go even higher. What do you think will happen to gas prices over the next year or so? Uh,
2: I think 2017 is going to look uh, a lot more expensive. Uh, gasoline, yes, the 4.4 cents a litre cap and trade does not help. Uh, that's likely to increase if the cap and trade market starts To go a little sideways and uh, suddenly there's enthusiasm and more credits we could see that move up maybe as much as half a penny although that may not happen for 360 days there's a bit of a moratorium on that but uh, I've seen this in California and Quebec where the model currently exists and we have seen fluctuations some to the downside but generally speaking at the beginning usually to the upside and that means that price could go up. We also have to consider other factors driving energy prices. Um, If you haven't noticed, uh, natural gas, uh, although it's regulated in the province of Ontario, is up about 30% from this time last year. It's a colder winter. People are going to be using more natural gas. That too is subject to a cap and trade, and it's not going to be $5 a month per average uh, uh, household. It's more like $10 to $15 because of the higher use. Um, If I look at the gasoline implications, I saw some uh, from the Ontario government suggesting $156 would be the total cost for average families. Uh, let, me, let me put my cards on the table. I drive a four-cylinder 2012 Ford Escape. It uses 60, 65 litres a week. That's about $3 a week. That's $150 a year more just for gasoline. So you, you better have to pay for higher natural gas costs, higher nat- propane costs, higher uh, home heating oil if you still use that, and, of course, the final kicker. How about the grocery store? Because transporting those goods by diesel trucks is now going to cost a a lot more than the rate of inflation at 6.1 cents. I'm looking at about a 5% increase in the cost of transportation, which will have to be paid by consumers, whether they drive a vehicle or whether they heat their homes or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're shortly going to be talking to uh, Patrick Brown. I've seen a lot of fudging on the actual cost of this. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think there's no clear... Definition as to what the ultimate cost is going to be. I am convinced that this is not the right model to use if you want a price on carbon. Uh, I don't think, and I do agree with the Auditor General of Ontario who suggested that uh, it will not have a meaningful or appreciable impact on CO2 reductions. What it will do is potentially leave consumers that far left uh, without uh, two, 300 bucks more a year. Uh, that ruins the disposable incomes for a lot of families. It may also, unfortunately, have an unintended consequence, and that's to drive uh, existing business down further or out of the province into jurisdictions like the United States, like neighboring provinces of Manitoba, Saskatchewan, which currently uh, don't have and are not contemplating to bring forth a, a policy on carbon.
1: Okay, Dan McTague. Happy New Year to you, and yeah, thank you very so very much needed, for joining uh, us.
2: No, thanks very much, Libby. Bye-bye. Okay,
1: bye bye. Uh, too bad we don't have a cheerier topic to discuss, uh but gas prices are probably the most visible increases resulting from cap and trade right now, but they are as Dan mentioned far, far from the only costs that will be affected. Basically, everything will be affected. The government says if you heat your home with gas, you 'll pay about seventy to eighty bucks more uh, Dan disagreed with that, as you heard, and gas. Well, uh, the government says go up 156 bucks a year. Uh, Balderdash says the opposition. Ontario PC party leader Patrick Brown is calling the cap and trade program a $2 billion cash grab. And he joins me now. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for joining us.
3: Great to be on the show.
1: Thank you. So, uh, Happy New Year, first of all. Happy New Year to you, too. And, uh, well... Uh, What do you make of this $2 billion cash grab, as you call it?
3: It is unbelievable. Uh, Everything is going to cost more. Uh, Ontario becomes less competitive. And it's one thing if we were actually combating climate change in Ontario. What Kathleen Wynne and the Liberal government have signed Ontario up to is, one, no emission reductions, no meaningful emission reductions in Ontario. We're going to be sending $466 million dollars to Quebec and California by 2020, $2.2 billion by 2030. This is a revenue bleed of Ontario resources outside of Ontario. This is Kathleen Wynne subsidizing Beverly Hills, making America great. They're doing it on electricity right now with the surplus generation, and now they're going to do it with cap and trade. And I think people in Ontario have the right to be fed up. And, and, and more than just being a revenue bleed out of Ontario... This is a $2 billion tax that Kathleen Wynne is going to spend on her pet projects. I uh, was proud to vote against cap and trade in the legislature, and if I have the honor to be premier in a year and a half, I look forward to dismantling cap and trade. It's a bad policy at the wrong time. Uh,
1: can you explain how this is not going to reduce emissions here in Ontario?
3: Well, according to the Auditor General who did uh, an audit uh, of this proposal, uh, this has Ontario businesses buying green credits from pre-existing green economies in Quebec and uh, California. So any, any emission reductions will actually happen in California and Quebec. Um, that's one of the reasons the Auditor General's report was so critical of this cap-and-trade. I get why California would be all over this. I get why Quebec would be all over it, uh, but I don't know why anyone Um, in Ontario would would support such a huge revenue bleed out of this province. $2 billion out of Ontario companies to California and Quebec to subsidize their green projects.
1: Uh, One thing that I've had a hard time trying to find is a reasonable estimate of what the whole thing will cost the average household, I'm talking about including the increases in food costs because of transportation. Do you have any such estimate?
3: Well, the government's been very vague on the cost. And so um, we know that with the $2 billion that go out of the province, there'll be the $2 billion that the, that the wins finance minister takes in. That's $4 billion. You break that down amongst um, the 13000000 million-plus in, in Ontario, um, it's, it's a big number, but they're not allowing us to see the exact numbers. It may be even bigger. For example, you know, the cost uh, on your bill, um, you know, if they want to put a PST rebate on, they're going to show it on your bill. Um, but when it comes to new costs, um, they hide it. And so here's one of our challenges. They're going to hide a lot of these costs. And like Dan McTague just mentioned, you know, we're, we're concerned it could be a lot more expensive than the government's estimates.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, are, you, are you trying to work up an estimate? I mean, I think people want to know how it's going to hit their pocketbook. As And as you say, so much of it is going to be hidden.
3: Yeah, this is probably the most secretive government that we've ever had in terms of the contracts, in terms of the costs. They don't share anything with the opposition. Having said that, we're going to make that demand in public accounts. We're going to make that demand in the legislature. Uh, we want to know exactly how much is going into the Treasury because of this, how much everyone is is paying more. Um you know they they they've estimated this as a 2 1.9 billion dollar revenue line for the government. Um we will definitely keep track of that and if it's if it's more than that first of all 1.9 billion in itself is unconscionable But they're taking 1.9 billion out of Ontario families. Um but if it's more than that we will certainly flag that.
1: Okay, uh Patrick are are you okay if we take a couple of calls? Sure. Okay. Uh, we've got Jim in Hanover. Hi Jim. Are
4: you okay if we take a couple of
1: calls? Sure. Uh Jim, you have to turn down your radio.
4: Yes, I did. Um, our gas was uh, 97.8 uh, here in Hanover and uh I guess the sheep got fleeced again because now it's a dollar 8. So that was a 10 cent increase. That's oh. 50 cents a gallon.
1: Yeah, yeah, that so- still sounds like uh, you got it better than we do here in Toronto. <laughs>
4: we suffer in other ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the cap and trade, Jim? And
4: I think it's ridiculous. And these politicians keep saying, they're, they're another one, that uh, McKinnon woman saying, she's going to turn down the temperature a degree and a half. I'd love to see how she can do that. So when you hear politicians talk like that, you know, you know they're not all there in the head or they've just been let down the garden path. But we're not as stupid as we used to be. So we know when they're up to no good. Well, uh, Kathleen Wynn, my God! I hope nobody ever votes for her again.
1: Okay, thanks for your call. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to
3: argue with that. Very intelligent <laughs> caller from Hanover. Um, I, I agree. I can't believe why anyone's going along with this. And and by the way, it's a, it's a buck 14 and Barry. Uh, uh, it's it was an immediate jump uh, that everyone can notice, uh, and that's why I want to dismantle cap and trade. This makes Ontario less competitive.
1: Uh, you've said, though, Patrick, that you are in favor of some type of carbon tax.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm in favor of combating climate change. I'm in favor uh, of a price on carbon, but I want to do it in a way um, that is not a revenue bleed out of Ontario. That isn't a giant cash grab for the government. Um, what I've said is. Uh, a better system uh, would be something like what they're doing in B.C. or now exploring in Manitoba. In B.C., whatever is raised um, is given back. Whatever is raised for carbon pricing is given back to the people. If it's really about altering behavior, if it's really about the environment, then why then why does government need to get $2 billion out of this? The, I almost feel... Uh, that this is government taking advantage of people's goodwill on the environment. We all want to do our part. We all want to co- combat climate change. This is taking advantage of that goodwill as a revenue grab for government. In B.C., the Minister of Finance actually it's set up so if the minister doesn't return the funds to the public, their salary gets docked 30%. The Minister of Finance loses 30% um, of, uh, of their salary. Um, I don't think Charles Susan, and Kathleen Wynn will be doing that here. Uh, they're counting on that $2 billion. Sounds to, like a great to, to, idea to, to me. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's see if we can uh, take uh, one more call. Uh, we've got Stephen in Toronto. Hi, Stephen.
5: Hi. I'm calling about uh, the last time that the price of fuel actually went up where we were close to $1.40 a litre. I don't know if you can remember that.
1: that when was, was, was it? A
5: few years ago, Just a few years ago. And they said the price of food is going to have to go up because the cost of bringing that food in uh, has gone up for the price of fuel that the trucks are going to be burning. Now, when the price of fuel went down, that cost was never returned. It's always stayed high. Now, my question is, now it's going to be going up again. The same thing, they're going to be charging more for the fuel again on top of. When it should have come down when the price went down.
1: Well, I think there are also other reasons for food going up. I think there was, it was bad weather that affected the harvests. I know, but,
5: um, but, but the fact is the price of fuel did go up to cover the cost um, of delivery, right? Right. And they put that towards the general public. People had to pay more for their food because they were saying it costs more to fill up the trucks with diesel, so in turn somebody has to pay for it. But when the price went down, that never went down either. That stayed at that level. Where it was, I think it was a dollar forty or dollar forty nine a liter. Now we came down to I think it was uh, what was it, forty some odd dollars a barrel.
1: Yeah. No. What I'm saying is that I think there were in the interim other reasons that put the cost of food up. So it might have been a wash. But yeah, you're right. Everything's expensive, and I think there was a point when when food was getting crazy expensive and some of the things backed off like remember the seven dollar cauliflower or whatever it was yep.
5: yep i still remember when we went to buy uh some fruit i can't remember the exact one uh where normally it was about 60 cents uh, i'm trying to remember what it was but it went up to 12 dollars and they said it was a mistake obviously it was a mistake but anyways no but but that doesn't make any sense to me that that i have to pay more for everything all over again uh, the food bill in our house went from almost $200 uh, of every two weeks to $300, and now it's going to go up even more again. So even if we don't use the fuel, we're still going to be paying for money. We, we can't afford this in this province. Yeah, absolutely. This province is the only one that's dying.
1: Yep. Thanks, Stephen, for your call. Okay. Okay. Uh, Patrick, uh, before we wrap up this segment, what would you like to leave us well, with?
3: You know, I'd, I'd like to say that the last caller is, is correct in the sense that as much as Kathleen Wynne is saying that this cost won't be passed on, I really believe it will. I think every business that's paying this new cost is going to pass it on to consumers. I think the cost of everything is going to go up, and I hope that the provincial liberal government um, can do the right thing. This should not be a revenue grab for government this cap and trade all independent assessment is it's a mistake um they should look at what manitoba is doing they should look at what bc is doing um and uh, and reverse course uh and if kathleen Wynne will not reverse course on cap and trade i can tell you we will be eager to do so in a year and a half because this hurts our province
1: okay well uh here's hoping that you can uh, keep them honest and uh we will be on top of this issue as always patrick brown thank you so much for joining us my pleasure anytime